Welcome to day 24 of Shaped by the Word, season 3, the story of the prophets. Of course, we've entered the story of the prophets. We enter the back half of our Old Testament, and our Old Testaments are hard enough for us to navigate through, and then we get to the prophets, and uh, their message is compelling in so many places, but it's really hard to uh, put it in order. Uh, Israel has uh, you know, had this peak under David, uh, where they had a king after God's own heart that even though he had major flaws in his life and major sin in his life, his, his trajectory was to return to God, you know, with all of his heart. And then his son Solomon comes to the throne and the wealth of Israel is extended, you know, beyond it, you know, their wildest imagination. But as the wealth increases, uh, their faithfulness to God decreases. Uh, they look more to the things that they have in their hands than they do to God. And it's been, it's a pattern. Uh, whenever Solomon's son comes to the throne, the nation just breaks in two. So you have the northern tribes, uh, the ten tribes who've rebelled against Judah, you know, the house of David uh, and, and Benjamin. And uh, they, from the very beginning, have erected altars to the golden calves, taking them all the way back, you know, to their experience in the wilderness. And they've been a people of idolatry, and it, it does not get... <clears throat> And the outlook is not good. And there are many years that God contends with them. There are many prophets that he sends their way. The writing prophets are the, the final word of God against his people. It's an indictment. It's a covenant lawsuit. Uh, whenever the prophets speak, uh, they're speaking as God's lawyer, executing his case uh, based on the covenant, the promise that he made to love Israel and be their people, and the promise Israel made to be to love him and honor him as their, their God. Uh, and so you see that executed. So we've heard from Hosea these oracles of judgment, and, and they've been, uh, they've been, you know, difficult. Uh, we've seen the invitation yesterday to plant and break up your fallow ground, and to plant righteousness, and to return to the Lord. And uh, we began chapter eleven with a uh, with a very warm portrait of who God is and how deeply He has loved the nation of Israel. As we uh, always do, I'm Paul, by the way, here with uh, David Keefe and with Matt Kresge and with Cindy Kemp. And uh, as always, we, we pause before we read because when we come to God's Word, we, we, we come to a precious gift that He has given us in His grace. It's not only breathed out by His Spirit, but it is illuminated by His Spirit. For, for those of us you know who, who know Him, uh, God is with us as we read his word, and he is through his word mediating his grace to us and, and continuing his work in us. So we always uh, offer ourselves and we offer this moment to him for him to do as he pleases through his word. So, uh, David, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we just simply ask as we turn to your word, you would help us to behold um, the incredible love that you have for us and thank you that we've seen that love on display through your son jesus and so father uh, renew uh, restore help us to to see again and, and be taken back to stand in awe of the incredible love you have for your people uh, may that get pressed deep into our hearts we pray this all in the name of jesus amen jose 11 and we'll be reading 11 and 12 today when Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the bells, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. 
I led them with cords of human kindness and with ties of love to them. I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Will they not return to Egypt, and will not Assyria rule over them because they refuse to repent? The sword will flash in their cities, it will devour their false prophets and put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn from me, even though they call me God Most High. I will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Edma? How can I make you like Zeboiim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God and not a man, the Holy One among you. I will not come against your cities. They will follow uh, the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will come from Egypt trembling like sparrows from Assyria, fluttering like doves. I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies, Israel with deceit, and Judah is unruly against God, even against the faithful Holy One. Ephraim feeds on the wind. He pursues the east wind all day and multiplies lies and violence. He makes a treaty with Assyria and sends olive oil to Egypt. The Lord has a charge to bring against Judah. He will punish Jacob according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. In the womb, he grasped his brother's heel. As a man, he struggled with God. He struggled with the angel and overcame him. He wept and begged for his favor. He found him at Bethel and talked with him there. Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name. But you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. The merchant uses dishonest scales and loves to defraud. Ephraim boasts, I am very rich. I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find in me any iniquity or sin. I have been uh, the Lord your God ever since you came out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again as in the days of your appointed festivals. I spoke to the prophets, gave them many visions, and told parables through them. Is Gilead wicked? Its people are worthless. Do they sacrifice bulls in Gilgal? Their altars will be like piles of stones on a plow field. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife and to pay for her, to tend, for her he tended sheep. The Lord used a prophet to bring Israel up from Egypt by a prophet he cared for them. But Ephraim has aroused his bitter anger. His Lord will leave on him the guilt of his bloodshed and repay him for his contempt. You see, as we often see, you know, patterns you know, in the prophets of, of oracles of you know, uh, oracles of grace and oracles of judgment, and, and of course, as we've emphasized from the beginning, uh, God is gracious in all He does when He punishes our sins and, and does uh, not leave uh, leave them without a response. He is gracious, and of course, when He calls us in His kindness, is gracious and all that he does. So you're moving back and forth, you know, again in Hosea between these very uh, gracious remembrances of, you know, God's tender love for his mm -hmm. people as he called them out of Egypt and even his uh, compassion as he restores them from exile. So you're moving from all the way in the past, how he compassionately called them to be his people. And in one day in the future, after the judgment has run its course, that he will no longer have his anger aroused against them, but will call them tenderly once again into it. A relationship with him so that's kind of how the prophets work with a mosaic of moving back and forth mm -hmm. between oracles of judgment oracles of compassion remembrances of the past and a, what a beautiful you know list of descriptors of our god mm -hmm. as a as a father as one who lifts a small mm -hmm. one to his cheek and, and nurtures it as our healer mm -hmm. uh, and yet 
and all of that, Ephraim has neglected him. Uh, just that sad line, you know, right at the start, you know, the more um, I called them my son out of Egypt, but the more they were called, the more they went away from me. And so just seeing the more this loving Heavenly Father wants to go towards them, the more it seems as if almost they want to go away from him. You know, he says in seven, my people are determined to turn from me, even though they call me God most high. And so there's, as we've talked about, there's kind of the verbal acknowledgement of, yes, he's God, but then the life of, of, of loving him and, and loving neighbor in light of that, um, sadly, isn't there. And you have to love the, the image of, of God's care and concern for them as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, even how it starts, when Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt, I called my son. You know, and that obviously mm-hmm. becomes an important passage when we get to Matthew's gospel that Matthew's going to you know, look back at this Exodus moment and, and quote this passage as a reminder, you know, or maybe a declaration to us right. that a new redemptive act has come, a new, you know, new no, salvation. It's, it's, uh, very, it's a very critical in understanding uh, the way Matthew uses the Old Testament. Yep. Uh, this is a reference, you know, to something that happened, uh, you know, as God called the people of Israel out of Egypt and uh, bestowed, this, you know, bestowed the gift of sonship on them. And, and of course, they have mm-hmm. been unfaithful. Uh, Joseph and Mary, because of Herod, flee to Egypt. And as Jesus comes back from, as the young child comes back from Egypt, in a, uh, Matthew sees in there, uh, here's a hint that God is doing something new. He's bringing a true and faithful son out of yeah. Egypt. And, of course, it's by his truth and by his faithfulness that mm-hmm. we can be called sons and daughters. So it's a, it's a, it is a rich, uh, uh, this is a rich uh, passage for yeah. the way that Matthew uses it and sees it yeah and we see some of the the heart of the father in verse 8 9 10 11 you know that that moves that he says how can i give you up Ephraim? how can how can i Mm -hmm. hand you over israel i mean my heart is changed within me and all my compassion is aroused yeah just the love that he has for his people despite their unfaithfulness despite the fact that judgment is coming exile is coming um you just see time and time again you know he 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 delights in his people. And I th- that's one of the un- kind of crazy things to me is we think about, you know, a holy God. It's not just that he has a people, but he actually delights in his people and he loves his people. Um, and he will, you know, he is a, f- a faithful God despite our unfaithfulness. Um, so yeah, I, th- that passage is so good. Well, the, the whole opening passage, you know, not only does it talk about being their healer, but the, the mm-hmm. predominant image is the image of a father caring for yeah. a young child. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I taught him how to walk. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I healed them. I, I led them with a, a love this. Uh, cords of human kindness. I tied myself <laughs> yeah. to them, you know, with his mm-hmm. mercy and compassion, with ties of love. Um, and to them, I was like, we've already mentioned, uh, one who lifts a small child to his cheek and bends mm-hmm. down to feed them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, I was reading on the Apostle Paul yesterday, and most of his metaphors, even though Paul is you know, a super mm-hmm. you know, masculine kind of guy, most of his metaphors are tender, motherly yeah. metaphors. And you see a tender, motherly metaphor here you know, with, with God as he lifts a child to his cheek and feeds him. Uh, and, and the tenderness and the compassion which which he's vested in his people. All right, I'll take the silences that uh, we have exhausted everything in this passage we possibly can. Matt, you usually have you know incredible wisdom right after right the microphones the go off <laughs> and going once, going twice. <laughs> 
I mean, jumping into we could do chapter twelve a little bit. You know, verse six. Four seconds. Worth. Always strikes me. Yeah. yeah. But you must return to your Lord, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. Mm-hmm. You know what a call. You know for the people of God that we are to be a people who you know return to our Lord time and time right. again, who maintain love and, and justice. And that's you know one of the major themes you know of the prophets, and of course you find it on the mm-hmm. you know the two tables of the commandment. One is how we. We, we love God by honoring his name and having no other God before him. And, of course, the other is how we honor our neighbor by respecting their dignity and their, you know, and their honor as well. And uh, that's what you, you have, hesed, love, uh, which is covenant faithfulness. You know, is, is, is what is expressed there. And injustice is, is the care that we have for the least of those around us mm-hmm. who've been left out. And those are common themes mm-hmm. uh, that you'll find in the prophets. Yeah. So thanks, Matt. Why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, <laughs> let's pray. Father, would you um, help us to be a people who, who love you and love our neighbors ourselves? Um, we, we confess that far too often um, we, we do neither of those things. Um, but, but Father, we... We long to, and we ask you to continue to, um, by your Spirit, move us um, to be a people who are faithful to you, who love you and and love our neighbor. Um, Father, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Um, Would you cause us to be your people? Um, God, we we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the way it works in us and um, transforms us. God, would it continue to bear much fruit in your people? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.